Hello, friends. Welcome back to 4.0 in Life with me, Dina. Happy to have you back. It has been, hmm, it's been a horrible weekend. I don't want to say horrible in a sense, like, thing-wise, but the weather, it's raining, and I think that's because of the hurricane in Florida moved up on here, and we've had, yesterday was weird. Yesterday was rainy in the morning, then patchy in the afternoon with some sun. A nice cool breeze came by. We definitely got outdoors. It was nice. But then woke up this morning, and I know it said a 30% chance of rain, but it's still very dreary and yuck out. So I don't know. I'm not complaining because it's not icicles and snowing. I just want consistency. (laughs) All right. So let's jump into today's episode. And um, lots of discussion have been percolating about my book about am I writing a second one? And I mentioned it on, I think, the social medias. And I also think I mentioned it last week. I can't remember because I'm having a moment. Um, But basically what I was saying was that when I wrote my first book, Paper Bag Princess, it was just like one of those, I guess you can call it a journal entry, if you will. And when it got published, it was short. It's 75 pages. It's a quick read, one, two, three, easy peasy. And people were like, I need more, I need more. And I was like, well, it was kind of just, you know, dear diary, if you will. And if you read it, you know, the last chapter, you were like on edge. And if you follow me on the social medias or you are a friend of mine, you clearly know the outcome of what happens after the last chapter. But people want more, right? It's like if you have a movie and you want that part two, they want that part two. So what I mentioned last week and what I've decided to do was I decided that in the new year, because we've got lots going on on the podcast for the end of the month of November, as well as December with mom and pop shout outs. And that's going to be the platform for Black Friday to December. My mom and pop's focusing on them, talking about them and talking about real life mom and pop lifestyle, like what it takes to be a mom and pop. So that's that. So come the new year, I am going to be piggybacking with the blog as well as on here about the chapters that I never wrote. And that's kind of what it's going to be called. The chapters I never wrote by me. <laughs> um, and it's, it's just, I'm just going to put it out there. So if you didn't read the book yet, you might want to jump on that. It's Paper Bag Princess. It's Dina L. Tart, and you can find it on Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. And then I'm going to pick up in the new year what it's all about. One of the questions that stemmed and what I wanted to talk about about today on the podcast and how I forepointed my life was what divorce taught me. Now, I know a lot of the times – And not as much anymore, but even though when you say the word divorce um, or, oh, yeah, I was divorced, people kind of sit back a little bit or like judgment kicks in. And you can't blame people too much because it's something that's taught at a younger age, just like you don't touch the hot stove because you're going to burn your hand. And if someone all of a sudden is like, yay, I love touching the hot stove, even if they sound like a magical Disney princess, you're going to be hesitant to touch that hot stove. So with divorce, unfortunately, we're taught, you know, you don't want to get divorced. It's so hard. Oh, my God, your world ends. You're, you're not going to be able to make it. And that's, that's heavy, right? It's heavy because it's 
say, well, what if it doesn't work out and that's your only out? If something's not working out and you need to move on out, that's your only out. So for me, unfortunately, it happened quickly. You know, there was only three years of marriage um, together for a lot longer. Met when um, I was in my last year of college. Same for him. And unfortunate circumstances. The devil came in. (laughs) I can laugh about this right now um, because, well, I can. And also, I want to put it out in the radar too. Uh, If you read my book, you'll understand why I am the way I am. Um, It wasn't or I wasn't allowed to just be hurt and upset in the quiet. Um, I had – I don't want to give it all away what happened, but I literally had someone on my shoulder at all times making sure, you know, I knew the path of the new voyage for that individual. So no hats off to you. Anywho, um, so for me, after I got divorced, I looked at dating. I looked at relationships in a very different perspective. Like I didn't want them. Um, I was afraid. Let's say that. Not that I didn't want them, but I was afraid because when you put your trust in someone, when you marry someone, when you date someone, when you say I love you to someone, like any of those options, whether you're 18 or you're 45, that's it. You're putting your whole life into their hands and you just hope that they take care of you and your feelings and your emotions and all that comes with it. However, when you go through a breakup, when you go through a divorce, separation, any of those things that cause you to part from the one you love, it makes you think differently. It makes you think that there's no strength in a relationship. And you'll hear that a lot, whether it's in the movies or real life. Like someone will say, well, how do I trust again? And it's and they're not wrong because you're told that happily ever after, right? Disney projects it onto the screen after every movie. And they live happily ever after. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm married now six years. We are living happily ever after. But, comma, but there are some trials and tribulations. Like everything is not smoothly paved out. Let's be honest, okay? If you are living happily ever after and there's not one bump in the road, is it because you don't live together? (laughs) Is it because you just never see each other? Like, I'm just curious. I'm not saying that relationships can't work out and they're perfect, um, even though I hate saying that because perfection in my eyes doesn't exist. But there are going to be moments where you just totally disagree with the other person. There are going to be moments where you're just like, no, leave me alone. Like that, that's normal. That's like even with your friends. There are moments when you want to be buddy-buddy and like super close and then there's moments where you're like, I need my space. Now move on over. You're a little bit too much. (laughs) So after I got divorced, it was extremely hard to 4.0 my life. I was not 4.0 in my life. On top of that, I tore my ACL. So literally broken heart, broken leg, right? (laughs) It was like, okay. And mind you, it was weird. It was on the same side, right? Because you're, they always, you know, your heart is tilted more towards the left because it's actually not 
right? Dead center. And then it was my left ACL. And I was like, oh, cool. This is so much fun. So like heavy heart, heavy leg, just, yeah, struggling. Took me three months. I had to reteach myself how to walk. I've never had that fear in my life where I tell my leg to like lift and my leg did not lift. That was really scary. So a lot of emotions, a lot of, um, a lot of downs, not ups. And then I think, so I was, I just turned 30 that year. I got divorced and I was like, well, (laughs) happy 30th, Dina, happy 30th, figure your life out. And it was not just you'll move on. It was like, no, you are going to start your life over. Because at the time that I was in this marriage, um, I wasn't working as a teacher anymore because, you know, read my book. Um, I'm not going to give it all away. Got to read the book. Got to read the book. So I had to find a job. I had to pay a mortgage. I had to pay gas, electric, like everything you have to pay for, right? Um, I immediately took any savings that I had and I paid off my car because what I figured is if I pay off my car and if I have to sell it, at least I'll have money because you got to think of what is going to be an asset. And if, you know, there's public transportation everywhere, right? So if I, you know, if I had to take public transportation, I take, take, take public transportation. So, um, I remember my sister, my younger sister was like one night her and her husband came, they live in Virginia and they were like, Hey, we want to set you on a date. And I don't know what came upon me, but, and they were just being nice. It wasn't like anything. It was like, you know, we're like two years later, whatever the case is. And I literally walked into my mom's kitchen. I remember this clearly. And I just started shaking and crying. And my younger sister followed me in and she's like, what's wrong? What's the matter? I was like, I can't date anyone. I was like, I am so afraid to hold someone's hand. I'm so afraid if someone kisses me because every intention from that person to me was evil. You know, it was like, it was weird. I had no, I wasn't thinking any of this, but as soon as they said, we want you to go out on a date, I was just like, I, I, I can't, I can't. Like I, 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 like I broke down and I was like, no, can't do this. And the funny thing about that is the next day no or like a week later is when my husband texted me and it was weird because I didn't feel that fear when he texted me like he was like hey you know I'm not dating that girl anymore um just checking in how are you and I, you know he didn't ask he wasn't asking me out he didn't say let's have a let's go on a date but I giggled when he texted me and I just felt safe. We wound up, um, you know, and this is not in the book, obviously, but we wound up meeting up and it was like two days later and everything was just magical after that. And you can't explain it. It just, I guess you, you, you know, your heart knows your mind knows, your soul knows who's that person. Like who's that person you're going to feel safe with and who you're going to feel comfortable with. You know, I literally, literally just dumped everything on him. (laughs) Just, you know, like, hey, here's my plan in life. Do you want to be a part of it? Because I think the other part of 4.0 in my life after being divorced and what I learned is 
it is 100% okay to tell the other person your expectations and what you want. Now, for me, the reason why I felt comfortable doing this is because here I am, I'm 31 years old. I was married for three years. I was with someone for seven, right? And to me, I lived a good portion of my younger years. And now I'm moving into my 30s where I would have a family soon or I would do all these wonderful things and buy a home and continue on the path of life. And I didn't want to, A, I didn't want to waste anyone else's time you know, like if they're just looking to date, like that's not what I'm about. And more importantly, I didn't want someone wasting my time. I felt that my time has already been wasted for someone who clearly didn't fit the bill and didn't understand me as a person, didn't respect me as a person. So I said, I have to tell this next person I meet exactly what I want in life, exactly how I want it laid out. Here's my expectations. Here's, you know, family life. Here's marriage life. Like, here's all this stuff. And hey, it's totally cool if you're looking at me like she's a little crazy. That's fine. But I'm not wasting my time anymore. I was once talking to someone who was getting divorced at 50 years old. And they were like, wow, I think I'm done. And I'm like, why? Why are you done? Why do you have to be done? Is there an age that says you can't date anymore? 100% no. Just the next person you meet. Don't be afraid to speak your mind. Don't be afraid to let them know what you're feeling. That's how you're going to 4.0 your life after divorce. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not easy. It is 100% hard because everything in your life changes. And it's not just like when you wake up in the morning and the outfit you picked out, you don't want to wear. So you just simply go in the you know closet and pick something else like that. No, it is everything you know from the friends you once shared, the places you once went, because that's hard to right? You know, going back to places that you once went to every single step in life that's going to be different. You used to walk left. Now you're going to walk right. And it feels uncomfortable and it doesn't feel right, but you're going to be okay. That's that's pretty much it. And most importantly, one thing that always, always struck a nerve with me. I remember when I first met my husband and I was talking about him and a comment was made from some individuals like, oh, you're just in the early stage of butterflies and love. And I instantly like put my hand down on the table, slammed it. I was like, you're wrong. And they all looked at me as if they knew more than me as if they knew divorce, because none of them were divorced. None of them. I said, no, it's not because I'm in love and in the early stage. It's because now I understand the importance of love and what happens when the person you once loved is ripped out of your arms and you can't have that love anymore. So I respect love on a very different level that none of you will ever understand and none of you will ever get until it happens to you. And oh, I hope it doesn't. So it did happen to one of those people. And they get it now. They actually text messaged me and they're like, I'm sorry, I totally get it now. It's not about being, I mean, sure, the butterflies are there, but it's more about when you fall in love with somebody after you've been divorced, it's a little scary, but it's exciting. And it's the most, I don't know, it's the best feeling in the world because you know that you can love again. Because that is always a fear. Will someone love me again? And let me just tell you something. My husband and I, we fight, we argue sometimes. But when it's all said and done, 
there's always an I love you. You're the one for me. There's always those reminders. There's hugs. There's kisses. There, there's so much love. There's literally moments where I don't want anybody else in my life but you moments. And that's when you know you're in it. Also, he tattooed my name on his arm, so he stuck with me. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says about that too. They're like, oh my God, you're going to tattoo their name on you? Like that's that's bad luck. Says who? Says who? Seriously, how about we just let people be people? How about we just let people do what they want to do and stop being so judgmental? Mm, that's a hard one. <laughs> there you go. 4.0 on that one. Anywho, I just want to put it out there because I'm always asked, you know, people like, I would have never known you were divorced. Why? Why? Do I have to be miserable for the rest of my life? Do I have to be sad for the rest of my life? No, there's always going to be a spot in my life that's like, wow, that stunk. (laughs) That was rough. But there's never, I'm going to tell you right now, there's never a moment where I would ever, hmm, how do I say this without being cruel, not thank the Lord's it happened. And some people are like, oh, that's nasty. No, it's not. Because now I know what it's like to be loved by someone who respects me, who communicates with me, and who loves me for no matter what. Like I have flaws, like so many of them. But it doesn't matter because this person loves me for that. So think about all these things. You know, how do you 4.0 your life after divorce? You start to get comfortable first with your changes. Then you get comfortable with finding the next person. And that's my TED Ed talk for today. <laughs> I would love to do a TED Ed talk. <clears throat> it would be the coolest thing in the world. You know, I, when I was singing years ago, I always said Madison Square Garden. I would love to sing at Madison Square Garden. It's still like a goal of mine. Even if I just got on Madison, like got up at Madison Square Garden and like sang Happy Birthday, I would be winning. Now I think in life because of the talk I do and my blog, I would love to do not even like just like, okay, a TED Ed talk, of course. And it would have to like, hopefully they have something on divorce because that's what I can talk about well. But I would love like, can you imagine a podcast tour? That would be so cool. First of all, I have to have more people that listen to me. (laughs) So that's number one. (laughs) Um, But that would be so cool. I remember when Stassi was doing her podcast tour, I loved her blinged out outfits. Like that was my, I know, like that was, that was so cool. It was epic. She's epic. But on that note, today is Sunday. It's eight in the morning when I'm recording. You'll hear me later in the afternoon or whatever you tune in. But here's the thing. Make sure you follow or subscribe so you never miss an episode. Every Sunday, 12 noon, check me out on the blog, thequeenbuzz.com. Find me on the Instagram. I'm only going to be using this Instagram moving forward. It's thequeenbuzz.com, thequeenbuzz.com. Find me, like me, follow me, subscribe me, do all those fun things. And yeah, let's talk more next Sunday. Bye, friends.